Welcome to Meet an African Pastor podcast. My name is Anthony Seitzma, and in this podcast, I interview different African pastors so that people around the world can hear about what their lives are like and pray for them. And most importantly, this gives all of us an opportunity to learn from the African church. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Anthony. I'm here in Soroti. We just finished a day of a preaching training, and I'm with my new friend, Samuel Baker. And he's a pastor from here in Uganda, and he's ready to share with you. Sam, can you tell us more about yourself? Uh, tell us about your family, and tell us about the church that you pastor. Yes, thank you so much, Anthony. I am, yes, my name is what you have mentioned, Reverend Sam Baker Ramba. I am coming from Nebidiosis Church of Uganda, and uh, I am married. I'm a married man. Uh, I married to, ja um, to a female woman called Jacqueline. God blessed us with two daughters. And I am uh, a chaplain in a secondary school within the Dasan headquarters called Uringi SS. Mm. Yes. And how old are you now? I am 39 years. 39, okay. We're basically age mates. Mm. Mm. Um, what what brought you into the Church of Uganda, or were you born into the Church of Uganda? Oh yes, this is interesting. Mm. I was born to to my parents who were Anglicans. Mm -hmm. uh, they were born again Christians in Anglican Church, mm -hmm. and uh, we grew up in the church. We grew up in the church, uh, knowing everything concerning the Anglican Church of Uganda because we were brought up by compulsion. Mm. In fact, uh, my parents were so serious Christians in the church mm. and they brought up, they brought us up um, in the ministry. Mm. That's how I, I grew up in the, in the faith. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. So how long have you been a pastor? I've been a pastor now for eight years. Eight years. Mm. Okay, tell us more about your church. Yes, um, Anglican Church, where I am pastoring in, uh, believes in the triune God and, uh, and uh, believes in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I got a passion of joining the ministry after finishing my my ordinary level, that is when I started developing um, the love for the ministry. Mm. At first, I did not love the ministry because uh, I would see the clergy suffering, riding bicycle and putting on on uh, clothes with the pashes, mm. clerical clothes. I did not admire. Mm. But uh, when I felt the conviction within me to join the ministry through song. Mm. There were some songs that were speaking directly to me. Mm. And through song, I felt conviction that I need to join the ministry. And this is the conviction I had that, uh, that pulled me to the ministry. And uh, I applied and uh, I went through the interviews and uh, I joined. Mm. Yes. You, you mentioned songs. Were those songs in English or in your native language? They're in my native language. What's the What's that language? What's the name of that language? Alur. Alur. Yes. Okay. Mm. That uh, how many 
How many districts speak that language? Um, two districts of Nebi and Zombo. Okay. Yes. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit smaller area like compared to Teso? Yeah, it is a smaller area, but having uh, about five different uh, ethnic groups. Okay. Mm. I'm always surprised by how many different ethnic groups are in Uganda. How many tribes, how many languages? There are so many. So many. It's hard to, to learn them all. Mm. Did you have theological education before becoming a pastor or after becoming a pastor? I had a theological training before becoming a pastor. I, I went to Uganda Christian University mm. where I studied uh, a Bachelor's of Divinity and Theology. Mm. Yes, and uh, I, I, I joined um, theological training in 2010 up to 2013. Mm. So I was uh, ordained and priested in 2014. Mm. Yes, from that time I was serving in a parish it is just last year when I was taken to Uringi Senior Secondary School to serve as a chaplain. Mm. Yes. So you're at the school part-time? Yes, at, at the school, um, school has also given me um, some part-time work to teach mm -hmm. because I am a teacher by profession. I'm a teacher by profession. I teach uh, religious education. Okay. So, you know, to keep me busy, not only in the ministry of the church, school has also entrusted me with, the, with some classes to teach. Mm. Yes. Do you enjoy that? Yes, I enjoy because uh, it makes me to, to support my ministry. Mm. The, the, the little money they give me supports my ministry. Mm. Yes. Do you also get some kind of support from the church? Yes, church um, gives me some some money but it, maybe it's not enough it helps to have the school it also. is it is uh it is small mm. it is small because chaplains are paid little the church expect school mm. to support the ministry of the of the chaplain mm. so they just give you a little support cold soap <laughs> <laughs> does it i hope it gives you more than actually just soap or is it only it, enough for soap? <laughs> it is more, it is more. Okay, yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Mm. Um, great, it, it's, it's good to, to hear about that. Um, can you tell us more about the, the Church of Uganda? What do you love about the Church of Uganda? What are some of the challenges? Um, what I love about Church of Uganda is that uh, Church of Uganda has um, its doctrine mm. that is so much rooted in the Bible and any other thing beyond the Bible is unacceptable mm. within uh, the Anglican setting. Mm. So that, uh, that protects um, the faith from heretic, you know, um, teaching. Mm -hmm. And also um, in Church of Uganda, its tradition its tradition keeps um, the Christians from straying, from straying and moving up and down mm -hmm. uh, from one church to another. Yeah. They are rooted in the tradition and they keep the tradition. But uh, the good thing with Anglican Church, the Bible overseed, um, in fact, uh, overpowers mm -hmm. the tradition. Okay. 
Okay. Yes, that's what I what I love with the Anglican Church. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and you said that uh, even though you love the church, that as a boy, you looked at those clergy with their clothes and bicycles, and now you've become one. Um, <laughs> have you found those same challenges that they had, or has it been easier for you than what you saw back then? Yeah, there are challenges, but uh, the challenges that uh, that are now mm. is much different compared to theirs. Okay, they were more poorer mm. than today. Okay, uh, today most of uh, most of the church leaders in Anglican Church are having other profession. So other profession helps to support their their ministry compared to those old pastors who only relied on church ministry and they were also depending on the little pay from the church. Today there are other there are other ministries that um, in fact uh, other jobs that uh, clergy do alongside the ministry that supports them. And uh, yet there are other challenges. Because, uh, you know, leading people is not easy. Mm. Leading people is difficult. There are others who pretend to be more wiser than you, and yet you are to lead them. There are others who are disobedient, um, yet they come to the church. But when it comes to obedience of the word, mm. that's a challenge to, to some Christians. Mm. And it, it poses a challenge to, to the leader. Mm. Yes. Okay. Mm. Good. Um, I want to shift to just a bunch of quick questions for fun, just to get to know you, for the listeners to get to know you. Uh, What's your favorite book of the Bible and why? My favorite book of the Bible are basically Paul's letters. Mm, But mm. uh, what what I I love most is Paul's letter to to Philippians. Okay. Because uh, in Philippians, Paul talked uh, about his life and uh, how he how he considers Christ mm. more important to him more than his life mm. what uh, what touches my heart so much is uh, is his letter to Philippians mm-hmm. chapter 3 and verses 7 to 9 mm. that is where he he said that he counted everything mm. useless in order to gain Christ. Mm. So that is the, the verse mm. that speaks a lot to me. Because uh, when I learned from, from Paul loving Jesus Christ, taking Christ more than himself, more than what he does, then I see that my own life is not more important. And what I think, what I do, what I earn is, no more, is not more important than having Christ. Yes. I need to have more um, Christ more than any other thing mm. on this earth. On, 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 on this earth. Mm. Yes. Amen to that. Mm. Um, what do you like to do for fun or to rest after you've worked really hard? How do you, how do you rest? <laughs> <laughs> well, and when I go back home after work and uh, I, I, I met my wife and my children. I just sit with them, I relax with them. I play with children. Mm. I play with my children. 
good. Then I make fun with my wife. Mm. That relaxes my mind. Mm. And also, I'm a, I'm a musician. Okay. I blow trumpet. Mm. So I blow trumpet when my children are singing beside me. Mm. So I teach them to sing songs. Is this like a, a local kind of trumpet or a, a kind that you had to buy like from Kampala? It is a, it is a not local. Not it is local. not local trumpet. So you learned that as a child in school? No, I I learned it when I was already clergy. Okay. Because uh, in the parish where I was a pastor, we mobilized training for the trumpeters. Okay. Because we formed a team of missionaries mm. to go out and preach the gospel. So we trained them how to bl how to blow trumpet alongside um, ministry. Mm. Yes, alongside um, mission and evangelism. So I learned among them. I think you're the first Ugandan I've met who plays the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> there are many in I my diocese. I know there are many, but uh, <laughs> the mm. first one I've talked to. That's great. Yes. Um, okay, let me go to another question. Mm. What was the last sermon that you preached? And just in brief, <laughs> not to give us the whole sermon, but okay. what was the last one that you preached? Okay, I last preached um, last Sunday from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 15, from verses 21 to the end. The message was basically about focusing our eyes on Jesus Christ. Mm. Yes, I, I, I drew the lesson from that text looking at uh, the Canaanite woman mm. whose daughter was possessed by demons, went to Jesus Christ asking Jesus to, to heal her daughter. Mm. But uh, in the encounter with Jesus, Jesus saying that it is not good to give children's food to the dogs. Mm. Amidst the obstruction that uh, this woman came across, she never gave up. Mm. She still focused her eyes on Jesus mm. and cried to Jesus to heal the daughter mm. by responding to Jesus that um, even the crumbs that fall from the table, mm. dogs feed from that, mm. even the crumbs. Mm. So sticking to Jesus, looking to Jesus for help without giving up mm. was, a very great, um, was a very great lesson mm. that Christians are to learn from Jesus, that uh, when we focus our eyes on him without giving up amidst the challenges that we face, amidst the obstruction and the obstacles, mm. he answers our prayers. Mm. So we need to focus our eyes on Jesus. In summary. Very good. Yes. Sounds like a very good sermon that I would love to hear the whole thing. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, about missions because when we were talking earlier, I heard that that's an area you're passionate about mission and evangelism. So tell us how you're involved in evangelism, where you are in Nebi. Yes, um, as I have already mentioned, when I was in a parish setting before sent to, to a secondary school as a chaplain, uh, we had a trained team of missioners who also played the trumpets, mm -hmm. in fact brass band, they go play brass band and they preach the gospel. Mm. Brass band is to bring people. Because when people hear music, they come, they come together to listen, to see and listen. Mm. So as they come to listen, they sing two, one, two songs, and then they stop and they 
they received the word mm. from the Bible. And uh, we did that. Mm. And we won many souls for Jesus Christ through that. Now, when I was sent to Ring Senior Secondary School as, as a chaplain, I, 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 I formed a team of Scripture Union members whom I trained how to reach other students with the gospel. And we are doing it. And our target is also to reach those who do not know Christ, especially the Muslim. Because I... I did some Muslim evangelism training that has equipped me to preach the gospel to the Muslim using the Quran. Mm. And I have two Qurans that I that I share the gospel of Jesus Christ from mm. to the Muslim. Wait, say that again. So you're you're sharing the gospel from the Quran. What do you mean? I there are some surahs and ayahs from from the Quran mm. that talks about Jesus Christ, okay. about his death, about in fact his birth, mm. death and resurrection. And yet many Muslims do not know about that mm. because they are not told. So it is those verses that I extract mm. and expose Jesus Christ from Quran to the Muslim. And many are getting um, challenged, many are getting to, to understand so they listen to that better than if you preached from the Bible. They listen and they believe. Mm. They, li they listen and believe more than when I preach from the Bible. And then you take them to the Bible later. Then I take them to the Bible as a, as a confirmation mm. of what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Because when you preach only from the Bible, they don't believe. They believe that Bible is corrupted. Mm. Is corrupted. But Quran is the truth. So I use um, Quran to preach to them um, as a as a way of um, as a way of uh, using I use uh, Quran um, to preach to them. I am forgetting the word. Like a, a, a bridge or a... I use it in apologetic. There are some texts okay that are not very specific mm. but i use apologetic mm. yes in order for them to to learn mm. the salvation that god has for them even from the quran mm -hmm. and yet we don't serve the same god do you have some of these muslims that have become a christian and now they're in the church they've grown they've been discipled and they're very strong i have succeeded with one with one yes and i am using this one mm. to bring the rest slowly to me mm so that I may also influence their lives. Mm -hmm. But I am using this, this lady, this girl who is in Senior 5, mm. seriously, mm. because she has already given her life to Jesus Christ. Mm. I am looking forward to baptize her, mm. and, uh, and I forward her to the bishop for confirmation. Mm. Yes. Are there a lot of Muslims in your area? For the people listening, Nebi is very far north. Is that right? Very far north and west? In Nebi, there are not many mm. compared to Arua, Moyo, and Yumbe. Mm. There are not so many in Nebi. Not as many, okay. No. But um, what percentage do you think of the population? They are not more than 4%. Okay, still mm. quite small. So small. similar to other areas of Uganda, maybe. Mm. Okay. Mm. Is this more of a personal ministry to Muslims? Or is it something that 
you share with your church and other leaders that you have a passion to reach Muslims? It is more of personal um, because we have not uh, formed up a team, in fact, uh, a specific ministry to reach Muslims mm. in the diocese, no. Okay. Mm. You, you mentioned the challenge of they think that the scriptures are corrupt. Uh, what other challenges have you faced in trying to share about Christ with them? Another challenge um, that I, I have faced is that uh, there are some texts from the Bible that they say are not well interpreted. One of it is where um, the Bible says that uh, the rock, which is the cornerstone, mm -hmm. has been rejected mm -hmm. in the book of Isaiah. That the cornerstone has been rejected. Mm -hmm. The Muslims say this is a this is a rock in uh, in Mecca. Okay. Yes, this is a rock in Mecca uh, where they go and uh, and pray to mm. when they go for their pilgrimage. It is that it is that rock mm. which Christians are not obeying. They are to f even when we are praying, we should be facing Mecca, and yet the Bible even supports that we are not obeying. And they also say that the Holy Spirit that the Bible talked about was not the Holy Spirit Christians say. It is Muhammad whom Jesus Christ promised that he will send when he goes to the to the Father. Mm. Yes, so it okay. is not the Holy Spirit we claim to to be um, the helper whom Jesus that. sent. Mm. In the book of John chapter 10. Mm. Yes. It's very interesting. <laughs> mm. Um, let, let's move on from, from talking about uh, from mission. Um, as you look at the state of Uganda today, the situation, um, you're looking at the youth, you're looking at different churches, you're looking at the character of Christians, you're looking at the issues. What are some of the challenges facing the church in Uganda? Or, if you want to be more specific, what are some of the challenges facing the Church of Uganda, the Anglican churches? Um, yes, thank you, Anthony. There are many challenges um, facing the church in Uganda, not specifically um, Church of Uganda. Okay. One of it is a, is a challenge of uh, heretic teaching, false teaching, I mean, uh, because uh, today there are very many other, there are very many churches due to freedom of worship that is in the constitution of Uganda and uh, as a result many churches have, have come up. You see somebody wakes up in the morning, calls himself pastor without receiving any training and uh, he preached wrong gospel um, since he has never been trained in the ministry. So wrong teachings is one of the challenges facing um, church in Uganda. Another uh, challenge is uh, false hope given to Christians. False hope. Like uh, you sow seed by giving some large sum of money, mm -hmm. then God will provide you with a visa for going to USA. Okay. 
And uh, when God does not provide visa after giving a large sum of money to the pastor, <laughs> so you find such a Christian lose hope mm. and abandons church, abandons mm. God, that God does not care. So that's another, another challenge. And another challenge is uh, today, you know, the effect of COVID-19 yeah. uh, poses another serious threat to the church because uh, many have lost their job mm. during a serious two years lockdown. And also many Christians um, have abandoned church. Mm -hmm. But when churches were closed, some Christians went forever. Even after opening, they did not come back. Yeah, we why, experienced. Why do you think they have not come back? Um, you know, others come to church due to many reasons. Mm. Others just follow follow others. They are not serious believers. Mm. Now, closing of the church was an opportunity for them to to go out, and they're taking. They took that as ad, as as an advantage for them. Now to to, to continue doing other things. Others went back to their old lives mm. before coming to to Christ. So others went back to drinking and to to mess up their lives. Mm. And that's, that could not now give them time to come back. Mm. That's one of the reasons why um, others, I think, have not come back. And also we see the, the evidence of, of such people. Mm. Yes. Um. I want to ask you just a kind of a funny question, but you mentioned that people want to get a visa to go to the U.S. If you look at the Christians of your church, not uh, now, I'm not asking you. I'm mm. asking you to think about the Christians of your church. Mm. What do they think of when they think of the United States? What do they think it's like there? What do they? Yeah. What do they think life is like in the United States? What do they think about the Christians and the church in the United States? I see generally Christians from my church and in fact Africans generally. Okay. They look at uh, at America, they look at the West, mm. the Western um, countries to be a wealthy a wealthy state. Mm -hmm. So when somebody hears something about America, things of wealth, things of money, things of easy life, mm. things of uh, beauty mm. see and yet every human being is the same mm. their challenges the, the same challenge that that are faced here i believe mm. there are some people in america who also face mm. yes not everyone is the same yes but that is the perception mm. in the in the minds of africans mm -hmm. yes what do what do they think about uh, the church in the united states Without hearing how the churches are, are in the United States, without hearing, without being told, they think that everything is okay. Mm. The payment for the church leaders are okay. Um, the Christians give a lot of offer, offerings to, 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 to God and uh, everything is fine. Mm. Yes. So they think that... <laughs> Anyway, they think that we don't have any problems in the church. <laughs> no problem. We do have problems in the church, let me tell you. But there, mm. there are good things and bad things about our churches, just like here. Mm. Yeah. Um, let, let's go uh, to a different question. Uh, 
how has God been working in your life recently as you yourself grow in your relationship with Christ? Where do you see God at work in your life? Wow. I don't know I see God at work um, by a way of equipping me each and every time uh, to learn deeper in his, in his uh, word. The example, the example is uh, choosing me to come for this training. Mm. This is the most recent um, work of God in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Um, after, in fact, before I came here, I saw God using me and working through me in uh, in raising up people for Him. Mm. Like I said, I have a, a students whom I'm nurturing and mentoring to, to grow up yeah. uh, a, a good Christians. I have been conducting Bible study with them. And as we study the Bible, they learn from me. I see God using me as a vessel, as his vessel to, to make other people know, know him. Mm. And that, is, that has been great in my life. Yeah. And also see God working through me when I stand and I preach, mm. people giving their life to Jesus Christ, mm. especially the young people. People coming to me and uh, opening up their hearts. Mm. The young girls who have aborted coming to testify to me that I have aborted, I, I ask for forgiveness. Mm. I was just hiding in the church. Mm. When such young girls come to me, I see the greatness of God, mm. that God is using me to tell them what can even make them um, open up their hearts and, and, and tell me, mm. yes. So these are the ways I see God I'm walking through me. Yeah, mm. that's beautiful. Mm. Um, tell us more about your regular habits in your relationship with God. Uh, what are your What are your prayer habits? What are your Bible reading habits? What other kinds of habits in your spiritual life? Yes, my daily habit uh, is uh, is is reading the Word because I read um, the word every morning and every evening before I sleep. Mm -hmm. The uh, text that I, in fact, uh, there is a guide that I have mm -hmm. that guides me, the daily guide okay. that I use. I read the evening um, text before mm -hmm. I sleep. Mm -hmm. I meditate on it. I pray together with my family, mm. then I we sleep to rest. And then in the morning, of course, I wake up very early mm. when other family members are sleeping. How early is very early? I wake up at five. At five, okay. Yes, every every morning. Mm. I read the word, and then I pray together with my, with my wife and the children at six. Mm. Yes, at six, after reading the word, mm. because uh, they could not wake up at that time. Then I've set every Tuesday, for prayers mm. every Tuesday is the day of my prayer mm. and I've set it a day off I don't do another thing apart from reading the word and seeking God mm. every Tuesday that's what I do are you on Tuesdays or I just want to help our listeners get a feel of what a what that kind of prayer looks like so when you're having that prayer day is it like a quiet day of meditation or are you praying speaking out loud are you singing 
Are you doing Bible study? What What are you doing all that whole day? Um, I I do many things. I study the word quietly in in, in a room. Hmm. I in my office. Yeah. I study the word. I meditate upon it. That takes some good time. Then uh, I seek God in prayer. And uh, I don't take very little time in prayer. I pray, I take some good time, then I meditate. In fact, after prayer, I listen from God. Mm. I listen from God. What is God saying to me after seeking Him, after giving my myself fully to Him? What else does God communicate to me? I pray from 8 a.m. up to 4 p.m. Wow. That's the time I, I get out from my office and I go home too. And you manage that every week? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Mm. Wow, that's great. Mm. Something for us to learn who are listening. Mm. Um, I want to get us close to the end here. Uh, let me ask you this important question. I don't know how much interaction you've had with North Americans, people from Canada, people from US, people from even people from Europe, other places in the world. Um, what do you think people in other countries around the world can learn from the church in Africa? There's Christians in many countries around the world. Mm. What can they learn from Christians in Africa? What is the African church? Um, offer to them as an example or in teaching what what's what are some good things that we need to pay attention to from the African church hmm thank you Anthony um, according to the stories I hear about um, faith in the in the Western world compared to faith in Africa passionately from my heart what I can tell people in the West to learn from the African church is that uh, one, living in the fear of God. And living in the fear of God, I mean living a life that is guided by the word of God. If one is to live a life which is guided by the word of God, means that um, uh, People in the West are to learn to study the Word of God and live by it, not living by their own standard, mm. not uh, not follow um, the pleasures. I know what takes um, what might uh, takes a lot of their their time is pleasure. Mm. Yes, not 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 living the life of pleasure, but root getting rooted in the Word. And also, um, practicing obedience for God, allowing God lead their lives more than themselves leading their lives. Just like I said, Paul, in in uh, in in his letter to Philippians chapter three, he says that whatever I counted to be gain, now I consider them loss in order to gain Christ. Mm. So if my brothers and sisters in the West can adopt that mm. such example from Paul. I think uh, their life would be transformed. Mm. Their lives would be changed. 
And I heard that uh, today most of the youth are not in the church. Mm. Most churches in the West are occupied by elderly people mm. who see the value of God. It is also a call. It is an appeal to me and by me to, to the young people that our life is empty without Christ. Mm. Without Christ, our lives are empty because God has created us to portray his image, to make him be known to, mm. to, to, to the world. And uh, he created man, more specifically, in his own image to make um, his holiness be seen. Now, when we offer our lives to, to the pleasures of the world, we want to please ourselves. We don't want to be um, guided by the Spirit of God. And then there is no way we can portray the holiness of God. So it is my, my appeal. It is my call to my brethren in the West to allow God lead their lives. Mm. Yes. That is very great encouragement. I, I appreciate it personally mm. to myself. Mm. Let us end with this, that you can ask the listeners how they can pray for you or share with them how they can pray for you. How can they pray for your family? How can they pray for your church? And that's where we'll end. Yes, thank you. Um, I would ask uh, the listeners to pray for me that God increase my faith in Him. That God increase my faith in Him. And also I pray that um, God uses me to be a vessel, to be a vessel to reach lives of other people. Because um, there are ministry I'm doing with my wife to support uh, um, some few orphans mm. who complete a senior, um, I mean primary seven, but they could not go to to secondary level. So through some industrial skills that I've learned with my wife mm. to make uh, liquid soap, uh, um, washing soap, and also Jake sanitizer and uh, the rest of other in, um, detergents. So I am using that to train them so that they can stand on their own. And maybe through that, they can earn some, some money to, to do some small, little, little courses. Mm. It is the passion from my family to support them. So it is my appeal that uh, they pray to me that God um, enlarges um, our hand to support those two ladies, those two girls. And if we can touch lives of other people, that would be more helpful. Mm. We would have done a very great ministry. Mm. Because James said that you, don't, you, you cannot tell somebody that you go, when you go satisfied, go when you are warm, and yet you have never provided anything for this person. Mm. So this is what I am doing with my wife, mm. to touch lives of, of the two people. After finishing with them, we shall touch other lives. Mm. Because when you preach to them, after giving them some skill, they will understand the message more better. Mm. So it is my my request to those who are listening to me. All right. Mm. Uh, I will surely pray for you, and I know the people listening will also pray for you and for for your care for for those girls. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Sam. Uh, You're welcome. It's been a wonderful conversation. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed. And I know that our listeners will also enjoy. Mm. Thank you, and God bless you. Amen. God bless you too.